you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Right. The red light is on means we are live. Good morning, Mr. Edelman. How you doing? Hey, good morning, Mr. Cox. How are you doing, sir? Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to just take a minute and I'm going to introduce you a little bit. All right. We've been around each other for a long time since you're probably four or five years old. Uh, you know, I call you, even though it says Robert Edelman, I've always called you Robbie. So that's probably, it's going to be hard for me not to do that. So, um, would I, I'll make sure that, uh, I let you guys know that he's been with me since he's a little kid, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second, but I'm going to go ahead and have you just take over, introduce yourself, tell you where your school is, about your family, your children. So with no further ado, Mr. Edelman, take it away. Thanks, Mr. Cox, and uh, no, thanks for having me on this podcast. I'm a little excited and uh, definitely honored. Uh, so yes, um, I've been... You know, I guess let's start off maybe with my uh, family. You know, I have two kids. I have a, a 10-year-old son, Skyler. Well, I guess he's turning 10 in a few weeks. And I have a six-year-old daughter, Brittany. Um, I've been married to my high school sweetheart. Uh, we're going on about 11 to 12 years. Uh, we've been together for 22 years. So, I, yeah, we long relationship with her. Uh, you know, we're very close family. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh <laughs> My, with my background as a martial artist, you know, again, like what Mr. Cox has said when he introduced me, I've been training since I was about five, maybe five and a half years old. And, uh, you know, I unfortunately was with him for about 1990, maybe late 1990. Uh, we moved out to Ventura in 1994 due to the Northridge earthquake. It ended up taking our home. My dad had a, a job out here in Oxnard at St. John's uh, Hospital. So we had to relocate out here. We try to make the drive for about a year or so. And I think um, from my memory, I got to about a, a second green in American Tongsudo under, you know, Master Mark Cox. Uh, unfortunately, my mom just couldn't do it. They were struggling financially. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we basically had a school shop. So I probably trained at the majority of the martial arts schools out in Ventura County, you know, a lot of Camarillo schools, Oxnard schools, Ventura schools. A lot of the schools aren't up and running anymore. Uh, but we finally, you know, I, you know, I, I did Kempo karate. I've done uh, a little Kung Fu. It wasn't my, my flavor. Of course it was, I really enjoyed Korean martial arts is what I found. So after hopping school, you know, back and forth, uh, we found one school, called Way of Orient Martial Arts. And this was maybe about 1996, 1997. Mm -hmm. And I started martial, you know, martial arts up again. It wasn't what Chapter Karate put into me as a kid. 
Um, I remember, uh, you know, going to tournaments and, you know, the, your rules were so much different from Taekwondo rules. Okay. Right. Yes. Even, uh -huh. though, even our score, the way of Orient martial arts school wasn't really an Olympic Taekwondo school. They limited, you know, I, I, you couldn't catch someone's leg and throw them to the ground. Um, I remember this one tournament uh, that I went to again, another Taekwondo tournament. Uh, you, you couldn't punch in the face. So I was really good at the ridge channel <laughs> when I was a kid and, um, you know, I was striking, striking in the head. Uh, you know, so I, I really had to adapt with my legs. Um, cause if I couldn't punch cause I'm, uh, you know, if I couldn't punch to the, the head, I guess I had to really learn how to kick to the head. So I really worked a lot heavily on my legs. Um, so that, that, you know, it, that took me back, but again, I, you know, luckily I found a school that kind of fit my, my personal needs and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, so long story uh short when i was training here when i was a young kid i uh saw this pretty girl uh we were actually upstairs right now we are downstairs in a, a 5500 square foot unit uh the school is upstairs and I, I saw this pretty girl you know i was sparring i was about a orange belt and you know taekwondo and i'm like wow this girl's real pretty and i kept to myself then you know she you know and uh she ended up being my partners and we started to spar and you know, even since I was, you know, I, I even with you, Mr. Cox, I never liked to spar women or girls. Wow. I was always raised to, you know, keep, you know, never hit a girl and and take take care of our women. You know, take care of your mom, your your your, your sister, and 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 all that. So <laughs> we learned quickly that that is that does not do well for us on the mat. No, and so what happened is, uh, long story short. That was my wife I was sparring, and she ended up kind of kicking my butt on the floor. And um, and she was a black belt, and uh, and I'm like, wow, this girl's real pretty. At the same time, I'm thinking how pretty she is. She's kind of kicking me in the face, punching me in the head, and I'm just trying to block and just move around and not get beaten up. So, um, you know, later on, uh, you know, maybe a year, two years later, I think I did take a break from way of white martial arts. I started to, uh, you know, play football. I got into, uh, you know high school started playing football and whatnot and started to wrestle and uh, one day i you know was was playing football and the coach ended up moving me from first string to second string i don't, I don't know why maybe i wasn't playing as good i was playing a uh, guard and linebacker at the time and fullback and I, you know I, I got bummed and it was one of those things where if i wasn't playing i didn't want to practice i could it was, it was maybe a stupid part on my end, but however, I ended up ditching football practice that day, skateboarded home. And when I was skateboarding home, I had, uh, you know, a couple of girls start whistling at me. And I, at first I, you know, I didn't think it was me. So I turned around. I'm like, who are they calling? I'm like, it's probably some other guy or some other boy. It's definitely not me. And I start skateboarding away. And then I'm like, hey, you wait. And I stopped and I turned around. I'm like, me? And I saw this one pretty girl. <laughs> And then this other girl, I'm just being honest, she was unattractive. She was a little, little pudgy little thing, right? So I'm like, okay. And I'm like, no way. They're really calling me over. So I skateboard over and I just see this one pretty, pretty girl. And um, I, 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 I can still remember from this day the way I felt. I'm like, wow, this girl's real pretty. But I'm like, but she's, she looks so familiar. And luckily, the I don't want to say the ugly one. I'm just gonna you're say, so, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna get. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, right? I'm gonna get it right. Okay. So you the are one that, <laughs> the one that you know wasn't as attractive, 
Um, I actually went to school with her and I was always nice. I'm always, uh, for the most part, I think I'm a pretty nice, genuine person. And so my, you know, my, my, my dad told me is be nice to, to even the ugly girls because even the ugly girls got pretty friends. And I, and I, that, that, that stuck with me. Right. I, I know that sounds messed up. However, this one girl yeah. told the pretty girl, oh man, this guy's nice. You know, I guess he's in high school, he's playing football, whatever. And, uh, you know, long story short, we, we changed phone numbers. I'm like, let me get your phone number and your phone number. Maybe we can all get together. And long story short, it was Jenna. It was my wife that, that caught my eye. I'm like, wow, you look familiar. You know, we, we, we met at a park, you know, I called her, I was real nervous. And I'm like, you know, wow, you, you look very familiar. I can't say where. And we started talking about our, you know, childhoods and, and whatnot. She's like, well, I used to do martial arts or karate. I'm like, no way, where? And way of orient. I'm like, that is you. And she'll, I thought I recognize you too. And yes. that same day, it, it was funny. And I literally, you know, I, I had a little girlfriend uh, before Jenna. It was nothing serious. That same day, I literally went home and I told my mom and I looked her dead in the eye. I said, I'm going to marry that girl. And she's like, what are you talking about? Mm. Don't get, you got to play the field. You got to play the field, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my mom, you know. And, uh, you know, I was only, what, 14 at the time and Jenna was 13. But I'm like, no, this girl's pretty. She's great, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, long story, we end up staying together. Uh, maybe a little couple little hiccups here and there with high school, you know, friends trying to snatch her away, her friends trying to snatch me away. And we kind of avoided all that and kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I was a nerd in, in high school, but we more focus on our studies, being together, getting away from friends that really weren't good for us in life. You know, like the ones that were doing drugs, smoking, doing this, partying. I would say, hey, Jenna, you shouldn't hang out with those people. Why don't you hang out with me? I wasn't trying to be overprotective. Just kind of watch it out for her and she'd be doing the same. And yeah, uh, well, it, it shows that you have that, uh, you know, once you once you do that as, as a young, young person, it, it uh, you know, it, it'll carry on, you know, yeah. through through what it is. I, I, I've seen that. Um, yeah. And, you know, you always have something for, uh, you know, those kind of crushes in, in the beginning. But you guys ended up getting married. There's something to be said that yeah. your significant other or your wife or whatever, and you can punch each other on the mat sure. just makes them sure. really good. Um, <clears throat> well, it makes for really good marriage counseling and really right. good makeup sessions. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, right, 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 right. Okay. Keeping so it, there's you, that. You know, keeping it GCD. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Right. For sure. So let's go back to where, where you started yeah. in the martial arts. So I, yes. I had you when you were five years old and I, I believe as a matter of fact, you know, back in those days, it was not uncommon for me to go pick up students from their house. And no, no, it um, if we're going to go do demos, I did it quite often, as a matter of fact. I, and, you know, uh, you lived uh, in an apartment building, I think, in Reseda, uh, not Reseda, in Northridge. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, near Reseda Boulevard or something by the by the college, if I remember right. Yes. Yeah. And, correct. Uh, on Van Owen. Correct. Actually, I was on and, Van Owen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, near Pierce somewhere. I, I, I kind of remember all that. Yes. And so I used to go pick you up. And, you know, as a young guy, you always kind of stood out anyway because you were you were just uh, you were talented. It, it's funny to watch your son today and go, wow, he's probably better than even his dad was. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, when he was a kid and. I know you you had a natural ability. Of course, your mom kept you in class quite often. I mean, she all had you. The, she she had you in that studio 
any class that there can be, or I was picking you up and, and taking you to class if it couldn't, it couldn't be. As a matter of fact, I think I taught your whole family yeah, at, yes, at one point, yeah, right? Did. So, yeah. you know, um, we had, um, we had some, uh, tournaments and stuff when you were a young kid. And so yeah. you, you notice, so when, they, when they're hearing this story, right, that 94 earthquake hit, right? And you remember, there's just a few things that happened in the school, right? We broke a mirror. Yeah. And, of course, the offices were a little messy because we had to pick up stuff there. And I don't know if you remember, I had a Coke machine in there. Yes, I do. And yeah. uh, it bounced That's across me. the room. I don't know if you remember that. There was a big dent in the in the front of it because it had – I don't know how it did it. I, I, I really don't. Too bad we didn't have film of that. That would be a great highlight reel. But right. – you know, that was a pretty devastating thing that we had to overcome is like uh, this earthquake thing that hit. And then you did you you had to move. And I, I remember I remember when you had to go to Ventura, you know, and I'm like, man, that's a kind of a bummer because, you know, I'd lost one of my one of the prize students. And so, I mean, how old were you then when when you guys moved? How old were you? Eight. So I you were eight. eight years old and I just turned eight because my birthday's in December. And January 16th, 17th, going into the, you know, uh, we, we had the Northridge earthquake. So uh -huh. I think I, I just turned eight years old. Uh, so, in 94, yeah. So when you moved, I mean, I, and you're right, you, you guys tried to make the commute a little bit. And I, you know, the commute is no, is no picnic anyway. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, you and I drive back and forth to see each other now today. Yep. And it probably gives us, you know, even myself, uh, when I drive to North Hollywood, that's where I went to school. Uh, and I lived in Tarzana. And when I drive there now, I, it reflects back on how much my parents drove me to make sure that I had the best that I could have. Right. I right. remember I do it all the time. Every time I go past the old school or something like that, I'm like, man, my parents made this drive. Every, my mom, she made this drive every single freaking day. Right. And, you know, and how hard my parents worked uh, to do things. Uh, and which is the same for you, right? They're, they're trying to get you out there to, to get to me. Did you stop at that point? Was there a stopping point for a while before you started um, a school or not? Yeah. So when it came to a, a decision and maybe it was my dad working more, uh, more shifts because now we live in a different city. Uh, my mom tried to make ends meet because, you know, she was an apartment manager at the time. So right. her mm -hmm. job was staying at home, dealing with all the tenants in the apartment building, you know, maybe over 80, 90 tenants. I mean, it was a big building. Um, so she lost that job. So we were definitely struggling as a family with income. I didn't know that at the time, of course, because my parents were really good at hiding those things from me as a kid. Right. And so when they made the decision and it was a very slow decision, too, they didn't just say, hey, you're not going anymore. It was a, okay, maybe I can try to take you next Saturday or next Friday's fight night class, you know? Um, and then I just started seeing it, you know, it, I wasn't going anymore. And they were just like, hey, you know, we, we just can't do this anymore. Your dad gets off late, blah, 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 blah this and that. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I was really mad at the earthquake for many, many, many years. Um, because my goal, and, and it was embedded in me, you know, is to, to, Earn my black belt under you in American Tong Sudo. Uh -huh. And so after I couldn't go to your school, I, I, I probably took about six months to a year off because, you know, we, we would kind of window shop. We would never go into a school. I'm like, that school's stupid. 
that school looks lame. They look like they're doing all that. And I'm not making fun of any martial arts, but for me as a little kid, I didn't see what I was so used of, of your intensity of, of, of Mr. Cox. I was lo- always trying to find a Mr. Cox. There's only one Mr. Cox in this world, and that's you. And so, again, it, it took me about maybe six months to a year to start to actually try classes and go in schools mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, that, that well, was you know, time for, for me for sure. Right. So I've always, you know, I always kind of kept a little bit of tabs on you to see, you know, see how you're doing. And, yeah. you know, you would, um, I, I want to talk more about, um, your, as you get into school, cause you were super, you know, you were athletic as a little kid, <laughs> your yeah. son's athletic, like you are. Yeah. Right. And I want to talk about where the martial arts took you. Uh, do you, did you wrestle for school? Did you do wrestling? Yeah, so I, I wrestled for Ventra High School for about two and a half years. Um, it's funny is that uh, what took me out of wrestling, well, it's two things. One was a very bad sprawl I did. And a sprawl is very similar to our front falls that we teach in Krav or, or me. And I sprawled not on the balls of my foot like a normal plank. I sprawled with my heel and the ball of my foot. So when I, when, uh, 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 my camera is all messed up here. I'll use this hand. So instead of me, you know, landing, you know, uh, balls of my feet, I'd landed like this heel in, like I'm throwing an inside crescent kick uh-huh. and I end up popping and dislocating my right knee. That was a really bad injury. And I end up just, there was no way for me to wrestle again. And, uh, you know, I, I was going to start to wrestle varsity for like the 171 pounds at the time. And now it's all different weight classes. And then luckily after my knee started to heal, I actually got back into training in martial arts. I'm like, man, if I can't, I don't like football anymore because the coaches are a bunch of jerks in my opinion, you know, cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not, maybe I'm not good. I'm just being honest. Right. But you uh-huh. know, um, now I can't wrestle. It's like, I got to do something. You know, my, my parents are always, you know, you got to play a sport. You got to keep you know, you know good grades. And I was about 16, 16 and a half, 17 at the time. They're like, Oh no, 16. Yeah. And then like, you got to get back into training. And then so what ended up happening is I started training again, but I was now about 16 years old. I was more athletic, becoming a, a young adult, maybe. Um, and then I actually had the opportunity to start to work at the Ventra Family YMCA at such a young age. So I actually started a really cool martial art program there where when I first walked in, it was kids with normal T-shirts, jeans doing, I don't know what you want to call it, but I guess karate at the YMCA. And I literally flipped that program around and um you know and yeah where where students are wearing uniforms now slowly promoting in 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 ranks um learning gaining students from the ymca to this school way of orient martial arts i wasn't the owner of course at the time but uh you know i really built a strong karate program and yeah you know and then i started doing um you know personal training they picked me up as a personal trainer teaching kids adults um working with elderly uh, working in the weight rooms, working the front desk. Uh, and then they also actually threw me on as an athletic director. So martial arts, is, you know, I, I appreciate and thank martial arts for everything that it's done for me in, in my life. So, yeah. yeah. So it's opened the doors for you. So, see, that's a story I didn't know about. I didn't know about the YMCA yeah. and I know quite a bit about your, your, your past. I either that, or I, I forgot, which is very common too, uh, that would these days, it wouldn't be surprising yeah. to me, but, um, sure. right. so yeah. I want to talk about, did you compete in your wrestling in high school? Yes. Did you, did you, 
yeah. as a junior or a, a, a sophomore? Did you did you get to do competitions? Sophomore and a junior. Um, so, of course, when I started as a sophomore, I wish I would have wrestled earlier at a younger age because uh, you know I don't I don't like to not be good at something. You know, it's and, it's weird. So this is the reason I'm asking these questions is you know that's one of my I wished now if I look back on Reseda High I don't know they may have had a wrestling I don't recall them having a wrestling team I, I you know I played football there uh, I played for Reseda High in football and back then you know I I may have maybe they I'd have to really go back and look I don't remember but I wished I would I encourage anybody to get some wrestling in them including yes. including females absolutely and sure. uh because it is such a um first of all that just the the competition of it and you know and i think that's where i want to get to because you were a competitive young kid what was it like for you on the wrestling mat and what was your i mean were yeah. you a mediocre wrestler were you one of the top wrestlers where 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 were you on that food chain so when i well when i again started wrestling you know, it, it was a whole different animal. Um, I enjoyed wrestling because it was one versus one. It, it's you versus That's this right. other person, right? I didn't have to rely on the quarterback. I didn't have to rely on, on a lineman protecting me. It was me, how much hard work I've been putting in. Have I been running on my own? Have I been weight training, eating right? I mean, it, it, I actually enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I ended up losing a lot of weight wrestling. Started getting healthier and stronger. But my first year wrestling, I probably – I wrestled about 12 matches. I probably only won about four my first year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just me trying to learn how to, uh, you know, and, and I really was trying to pay attention in the wrestling room, but when they were trying to show moves, how to pin someone, how to do this, how to do that, it wasn't connecting. So I only used to do a half or a power half or a cradle where my to-go-to moves. It's, it's, it's all I knew. And I would, ready for this, and um, the coaches would throw me in whenever if, for whatever reason, if this other teammate or the other team wrestler was a dominating into pins, they would throw me in because I could do the splits and I would not get pinned. So we would, instead of losing seven points on the wrestling team, right? If we we're doing a duel, we would lose three points from my memory. It. Maybe it's one point or mm -hmm. something. So right. we already knew like, Hey, we're, we're going to beat. They would throw me out and I, you know, I would do my best to, you know, stay on my, my belly. Now, of course you don't do that because of BJJ, right? Right. But I would end up doing the splits on the mat, and we had one coach start yelling at the other coach, you know, my, my coach, saying, hey, that guy's cheating. He can't do that. The ref's like, what are you talking about? He's not cheating. He's just doing the splits. And so I end up saving uh, team points <laughs> doing the freaking funny. splits. And, and um, I thought that was pretty funny. The, the next year, I, I got a lot better, I think. And But that's when, um, gosh, I was winning like four matches at this one big uh, tournament. I got cocky and I'm like, man, I'm, you know, this guy's going to shoot on my legs. I'm going to do this big sprawl. I'm going to, you know, cross face and take his back. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was the match. Cause I actually, I, I, I was cocky. I was too cocky and I ended up popping my knee and he had a pin in me. So bummed. Yeah. So um, I think all of us dude have those stories, right? We, we, yeah. uh, and you've heard my stories too, about where my ego got engaged in something. And it, then it, it comes back to bite me. Uh, I've been, I've been intrigued in the story because on this particular part, you know, because we speak a lot about, um, you know, tenacity and it's right when you're on the mat, 
when you're doing a karate class or you have a partner, you're doing one steps and you're doing your forms. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing more uh, than and this is where I want to go with this. Like if we're going to fight, right. Yes, sir. It's, it's, right. it's mono and mono. It's you and it's me there. Yep. There's there, there. So and the better person is going to win. Uh, if you're in the wrestling match, it's the same thing. Now, just like yesterday, we were at the BJJ tournament with Ashley yesterday and watching her submit to one, one girl. And then, um, you know, she took second place because this, you know, the other girl was, um, really good defensively. Right. Sure. And so, right. But then Ashley went up against her again for open weight. Oh, wow. And it was okay. just those two. Now, this time right. she lasted the whole set. These are seven-minute rounds. Seven minutes is a long round. That's though. a long round. Okay. okay. And so she yep. lasted. She didn't win but by, by, by points, right? She didn't win. So the other girl got points. But you can see that she learned, right? And so what I'm getting at is um, competition, uh, just in, in general, right? Why do people not do it? Why do people not like to the wrestling part in school? You have to go through losing. You have Correct. to in yes, order to be a winner. You have to fail. You, you have to fail. You have no choice but to to learn how to take failure and learn from it. And that's something I say on my on the mats all the time. If I have any parents watching. You know, I always say that. Hey, you know, I I actually I don't mind failure. I appreciate failure. The thing I I can't stand is quitters. You never do anything, learn from anything. You right. Quit, right. But yeah, and no, I absolutely get that. Sir. Yeah. So, so we had this discussion and I, and I thought this would be good for you because you're a little younger man than I am. Right. So, um, cause you're still in your thirties, I think. Is that right? 36. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you're 36. So yes, sir. Right. Uh, don't even cringe, bro. I was in my <laughs> prime at 36, bro. Okay. No, I no, give no. anything to be my 36s again. Sure, uh, sure. but, uh, you, your mom and, and, and stuff, you know, that generation of parenting was about you, you know, either strap up or, or, or shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. And it was, it, um, was, it was so, it was such a refreshing thing to see at that time. Now, I think parents are, are what they are, it, whatever generation, right? When our, our kids are playing, we get pretty emotional with our kids or we live our, back our childhood through our children and stuff like that. But, correct, I, you know, so you, you're in these wrestling matches, right? And tell me how that has translated to you to be a teacher now, okay? So yeah, um, when... When you take your wrestling, I'm not talking about skills, man. I'm talking about mindset, right? This is what right. on the podcast, what I want people to understand, what, what it, what it looks like when there's nobody, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, Rob, this is what I feel. I feel a lot of people don't compete because they're afraid to lose. Right. There's, right. Yep. You don't get and, a rip or yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I exactly and and I, I can't say that even in my in my times coming up the ranks, I probably had the same mindset sometimes, right? Is like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look like a fool or I don't want to, I don't want to be the one that has to tap or, or whatever it is. So they miss out on this awesome opportunity of learning. Um, because the, the notion of failure is, is so much stronger than the notion of winning. Right. Yeah. So, and huge. For right. Sure. And so, yes. uh, Tell me how that has translated into you 
with your own son, number one, how do you speak to him about what it looks like uh, to be okay to, to fail and how that has translated into you being a father and, and, and an instructor today? Tell me those lessons that you learned and what you're doing with them. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of going back to, you know, my parents, um, whenever you had a tournament, I mean, you can probably just look behind and see a little, few little tournaments. Like right. this trophy right there is from Chaps of Karate. I think the one. Right. You know, here, it's funny. They, yeah. I remember so, that. I remember that trophy vividly. Yes, and, um, you know, whenever you would have a tournament competition, they'd throw me in. And, uh, you know, they would uh, even do private lessons with you. Yeah, you, you probably remember the Eye of the Tiger design form with me and right. Garrett, right? And, yep, uh, yep. you know, we ended up taking first, but there were times where, uh, for whatever reason, and whenever I would spar Garrett, he was faster, but I was stronger. Whenever we would compete, him and I, we were the last two. It was always your Chatsworth boys. He mm-hmm. would win because he was so faster than I had hit him, right? And I remember I, I, I just get so mad. And, my, you know, and then my, you know, of course, I didn't like losing. And you and I have, I think, the same mindset. Uh, you know, the the second place is the first loser. And I know someone else on, I think it was Justin Reese on your podcast said the right. same thing, right? Yes, yes. So, we were, <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know if I'm good or bad back in those days, well, dude, but I was hardcore, bro. I'm glad you were. And, um, you know, and kind of going back to the wrestling, right? So when, you know, it would be me and someone else and it's like, man, this guy's, you know, because I was, a, I, I, I'm, I'm stocky, right? I'm not tall and lanky. You know, I'm not wiry. But when I would wrestle someone, you know, it. If I get my butt kicked, I, I I'd work my my you know work hard and, and get my butt kicked, and it was it is what it is. I'd go home and be like, wow, what was it? Was it I wasn't good at my moves? Was I gassed? You know, was it? Um, I, you know, I, I don't think I was nervous, but you know, you know, I would try to take any losing. I I take it hard to be honest. Uh-huh. I de- definitely take it hard. I would try to reflect on it, and then I would try to build myself a little bit better and i've always done that and um you know it actually i I guess it's going to kind of fall into when i was trying to uh become a police cadet for the venture city police department i remember i think i applied two or three times and i don't know why i maybe i don't say i got rejected i just never got a phone call back or whatever the case was and you know and i kept trying again and again and again i'm like you know uh, you know, if I don't try, you know, if I quit, I'm never gonna, never gonna get it right. So I end up doing this big demonstration and start helping the Ventura Police Department raise all this money. And I, you know, at the time, I put on this big breaking demonstration, this fight choreograph thing. And I walked up to, you know, the head sergeant at the time, and I shook his hand, say, "Hey, you know, my, my name is Robert Adel." He's like, "Wow, you did really good out there." And I said, "Yeah, by the way, I'm trying to become a police cadet, and I've applied three, four times." The two days, three days after that, I got a phone call. From the department uh the funny thing is my wife or my girlfriend at the time was already there i never used her to get my my way in i'd say by the way my girlfriend works there i cannot stand people who try to use people for leverage i just wanted to be me right so i end up you know get my uh you know position as a police cadet and it was it, going back to you know the the never give up type of mentality with skyler um you know my little boy you know, he, he's doing now basketball. He's doing water polo. Uh, gosh, he's doing uh, jujitsu, right? Uh, you know, he's been doing martial arts b- before he could walk. And, uh, you know, me and my wife, whenever, you know, we, we have a little competition, we'll try to throw him in. And it's, you know, there's been times, especially like water polo, his team might win or they lose. And then, you know, Skyler doesn't like losing. No one likes losing, I don't, I don't think. But it's, again, kind of going back to it's important to learn how to take a loss. 
and where you can say, hey, well, you know, why'd you lose? Well, you know, dad, I tried my best. You know, I tried to, you know, pass or, you know, my teammate, this and that. It's like, okay, well, well then maybe you got to go back and, you know, maybe talk to your teammates. Say, hey, maybe we can work on passing a little bit more. Maybe when you see me open, you can throw me the ball. Or you can, if I see you open, I can throw you the ball. Um, you know, when it goes to competitions, you know, I remember this one time Skyler did, in my opinion, and I think you were there, Mr. Cox, and I think you and I said something. I don't want to name the tournament because it was a pretty recent tournament. Skyler did a form next to someone. And it was a time when they were doing two kids at the same time. This other kid <laughs> had no energy. Skyler had pure energy. And his score was not even to the point where he got him third place. And I just kind of walked up to the judge. I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, I, Not one of those dads like, hey, what? Judging is what it is. Sometimes it's for you. Sometimes right. it's against mm -hmm. you, right? But you even were like, that's not right. And you walked away. You got heated. And so I walked with this one guy. I'm like, hey, what's up? He's all, he was too intense. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. And then later on, that one per person who, who judged the competition did a form. Very intense. I'm like, wow, dude, you're pretty intense out there. You know, and I, I, it, it, it's, a, it's a funny story for me. But, um, you know, when he went back, he's like, dad, you know, how come I didn't place? I'm like, dude, sometimes you're not going to place. And I, you know, and I tell this even with my... Uh, my parents today, even at the the private schools that, that I or the private school I'm with right now as a athletic director, you know, sometimes the the ref will be with you. Uh, you know, they, they, they might, uh, you know, see something that you don't or, or vice versa it might work for you, might work against you. And it is what it is, um, you know, but it, but it's one of those mindsets where you got to take what you what you can from from losses. And, um, well, and and yeah. build yourself and go back. I mean, it. I yeah. So I, I agree with that because myself too. I hate losing more than I like winning. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I hate losing more than I enjoy the winning. You know, and I can't stand it. And I've been in those situations too, where judging's uh, in when I competed, and sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. And the life lessons learned on the mat are just that, or at a tournament where it's uh mono y mono, you know what I mean? And, and you do what you, you know, you do what you're going to do. And I, I, uh, yeah, I was interested to hear. So, cause you have a son, so, you know, you're going to have these conversations just like I had them with my own son yeah. about what that looks like. And, how it's going to be. I mean, I remember the story, I, I believe you're, I don't know, you got a bloody nose or something as a young kid. Yeah. I right? tell the story all the time to, yeah. to even my parents at my school. Um, yeah. 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 Go uh, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and tell the story so they can see okay. what that, what that looked like back then. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just told the story last week. So if, if it was a parent watching, See, I, I don't make this stuff up, you know, it's all life experience. And again, you know, I owe a lot of it to uh, Mr. Cox, but uh, we were, maybe it was my first or second fight night. You know, I had my little sparring gear on, I had my gloves, I had my, my uh, feet pads and we're all sparring, you know, and we punched the face right to the, right to the dome, <laughs> you know, it was, <laughs> yeah, we did. Days were different, you know, um, we didn't wear the, I, I, I still don't wear the turtle vest. I can't, I hate those things. Right. So I'm sparring and I catch a good punch, boom, right to the face. And at first I'm like, okay, it sucked. And then I started looking down, I'm like drip, drip. And I see blood on my hands. You know, I'm trying to see what's going on. Five, maybe, maybe six. I don't know. I was sparring at white belt though. 
And uh, as soon as I looked at my hands, I started kind of like, oh, no, what, what do I do? And I go right to my mom. I'm like, oh, you know, and I almost want to start crying. Mom, I have a bloody nose. It's blood and flip it out. And you soon, and it wasn't like aggressive. You did this. You're like, whoa, stop. You, you know, you grab me. You're like, whoa, you come with me. And I'm like, but I, I have a bloody nose. And uh, you went to the you know, water fountain. You, you took care of it. You cleaned it up. But you're like, hey, look, you grab my white belt. And, uh, you know, and it, you kind of brush it across my face. And, you know, you, you know what this is? And I'm looking at, you know, a white belt covered with blood. I'm like, is it my, it's my blood, you know? And you're like, you know, and I know there's a lot of different little stories about how a black belt becomes a black belt, blah, blah, blah. It's, this is the, one of the best uh, stories, in my opinion. You're all, this is what happens when you're trying to earn to be, or to learn to become a black belt. It takes blood. It takes sweat. It takes tears. There was no belt, you know, color belts back in the day. And, you know, from maybe one of the stories you were told, and you're all, this is the correct path on earning your black belt. And I stood up. I sucked that all up. And I got back on that mat. And I remember when I would get a bloody nose, I, blood used to now, now, now it triggers me. I'm, I'm being honest. It still does. I don't know if it's from you. Um, I, you know, again, I know I'm a nice, genuine guy. But when I see my own blood, unless like a little bite, you know, I bit my lip, I know someone draws blood. Maybe I get a little tunnel vision. I get a little, I don't say rage. I'm right. I can control that better. But I, I, I get fired up. And uh, that, that was one of the best uh, stories I can remember. I share that with little kids who get a little pop in the face, a little bloody nose. And I actually do it to their white, uh, you know, to their white belts or to their yeah. color belts. And I will tell them that story, you know. I think that. Love it. Uh, and I remember doing that. I did that quite often. Matter of fact, I still say it today, even when, matter of fact, if kids get a bloody nose, I said, stop it, stop everything. I got to get a picture of it because this proves that you're earning your black belt, right? That's and awesome. I take my phone and I click it and I said, you're going to look back on this day. This is the day that you really start earning black belts is because now you took a punch and you stood in it. You stood in the fight. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's one of those things that that's the Chatsworth mentality anyway. Right. It is. Uh, you, you, punching For me sure. isn't going to take me out. You better take me out. You know what I mean? Punching yes, me sir. might just get me started. That's, that's just how I've always been. And uh, I remember back in those days, that thing. This is uh, Miss Montgomery. You know who this is? Saying hi to you. That's Ohanis' mom. Yes. Hi. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> um, so I think that, yeah, because you had some good stories on that. And I had some leeway with your folks, you know what I mean? They, they let me mold you a little bit. And, uh, so that was a good, sure. you know, that was good, uh, for you. And, um, you know, some people couldn't handle it. Some people couldn't handle my, um, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was my intensity back then or, or really what it was I'm not saying that it was great either. I mean, I, I had some learning to do myself on how to, uh, you know, and I do today too. I mean, I make mistakes. I never hit it out of the park every day. Okay. Every day I'm like, you're human. Uh, you're human. You know what I mean? It's just like, now I got to go back and apologize. And you know, when I was a younger man, I hardly ever apologize. But, you know, as you get older, you know, you have to learn how to, just like anything else, you got to learn how to suck it up and, uh, and, and admit wrong and, and have some ownership in what you do. And then there's other times that, you know, you've got to, you got to let, uh, uh, you know, you got to let things, do what you do yes. what's right i guess is what i'm trying to say right, right. no so. for sure for sure yeah no um 
I, I kind of just going back to a quick little story when I was a white belt. I mean, again, I, I, it wasn't an aggressive. It, it was a mindset, but you wanted students to know, hey, what you're doing is important. And so if you had a kid that was just kind of on the mat, kind of half asking stuff at the end of every test that until maybe I got to a second blue. That was the first time, by the way, maybe it was Bo and me testing for a second blue belt. You said put a, a piece of tape on it, right? Uh, but you gave us now a blue belt with a white stripe, which I still right. have. Now your blue belts are a little different. I think it goes blue, green. But um, you used to pull everyone in the office at the end of every test, all the kids. Yes, and did. a white belt. Um, you know, I, I, I was scared because you pulled some one kid in. I, don't, of course, don't know his name. Don't even know if he lasted. And his mom, he walked out crying. His mom's like, what's happening? And I think you're like, well, you know, you tell you tell your mom. I mean, that was the type of person you were. It was nothing mean. And I remember going to your office and, you know, I was like, hey, good job. Congratulations. And made my day. But you, you never settled for half half best. If, if you knew, I think someone who's trying and really doing whatever they really possibly could. That that please you. You didn't settle for some. Uh, I kind of want to be here. I kind of don't, but I just want to color black or color belt. That 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 wasn't you. Um, you were you're and you're still good at this today. You're good at knowing if when someone's on the floor if they're giving they're all or they're not. Like you know, are they sucking it up? Are they really fighting through something or are they just BS? I mean, yeah. It, 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 I'm actually glad you had that attitude because that's kind of like how life is. You know, you have to attack life head on all the time. You know. Um, if not, I mean, it's going to attack you. Yeah, I think, so. and I think that's right. I think you 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 took some good lessons. You 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 definitely had the studio, you know, um, at a time of your life that you know it probably uh, grew to what you were because you've always kept everything um, that the school has to offer. You know, I look back; it's 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 really hard for for myself. I you know uh, you know all the acclimates that people give me and stuff like that. I. You know, we never sit back and and uh, and kind of take in what what we've what we're trying to achieve, right? A legacy that we're trying to achieve, right? Correct. And so, I think that the lessons learned. That's why I was asking you about your. You know, we've talked about this stuff before, but you know, the wrestling and and what you took from the martial arts and the mindset that it comes with it. Because as we continue on the interview, you know, the mindset it really. We talk about having the mindset. But do we have it when we're being tested? Do we have it when we're being tested? And I believe every school in our organization, Kramaga-wise or Tongsudo-wise, um, were very tested in the pandemic. And I really don't feel if we had the same tenacity and and fight that we would have seen. I don't think any of our schools closed. Knock on wood, no. None. Uh, none. Yeah, no, no AKMF schools for Krav. No uh, traditional martial arts schools closed. The sad thing is I know a handful of schools that did close. And, um, you know, and I, I know different cities had different ordinances. And, you know, we were all worried about code enforcement, the police showing up. And we, we all did exactly what we needed to do. And, you know, we're to the point where we're doing Zoom classes, which was 10 times harder than... Oh, my gosh. You know, so... That was the hardest thing for me to teach ever because yeah. I had to be super energetic and then try and watch 20 kids. And you can't like 
you can't have this eye contact like this. And then you've got mom telling him to come and get some water or the dog is running through the thing. I'm like, man, this is pissing me off. Right. And, uh, uh, and it was such so hard, but you know, I, we talk about right. How hard it was. I tell people this all the time. I said, it really sucked and learning that way really sucked. But what would have been if we didn't have it? Right. right. No, correct. It it showed me personally, and it has it probably showed the exact same thing with you guys, how strong our student base really was. Not the maybe the ones that might sign up for maybe barely a year, but any students, maybe with some color rank, maybe, you know, a mid rank to a, a black belt, they stayed. They would That's do right. whatever they could to help. Uh, you know, keep our rent paid when we weren't even using our school. Um, right. You know, exactly. And, yeah, um, that's exactly right. And two it, things happened out of that pandemic. Right. You tell me if this isn't right. You yeah. got you got those that even 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 in the higher ranks. This is what happened here. I, and I've, yeah. I've asked this question of every school owner. For sure. It's almost like the ones that were so feared, they never came back. Right. Yeah. You right. got the ones that are diehards that are not going to leave you come hell or high water. I had students that would pay me six months in advance just to help us out through the pandemic. OK, yeah, uh, right. I, I, I had that several times. As a matter of fact, I had a mom that bought us a TV, a big 50 inch TV, just so that we can do Zoom classes better because we're on this wow. little you know, you think 27 inches is a big monitor. Not when you do freaking Zoom. It ain't. I can right. tell you that. No, and, of course. and so. We had all this, you know, and I really dived in because I've been doing this podcasting now for three years. Right. And I really started right. diving into it then. And the tenacity of our students and the no quit in them was that's what inspired me to continue going. That's what inspired me to have our staff continue going. And so it was really if we look back on what it is in life, the lessons learned on the mat are not punching and kicking. I cannot be more clear that that is a tool. That's a fun tool, right? To be able to defend. But the lessons learned from the mat, have I not said this forever? It does not develop character. It reveals character. It was character. Okay. I knew exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, I I, I love that. Correct. And I'm the same. Really Listen, does. dude, I'm this that, that Matt reveals my character quite often, especially now how competitive I am. And I'm kind of a broken dude. You know what I mean? So I'm working through injuries. I'm older. Right. Um, and then, you know, you start getting tapped and you're like, this is some bullshit. Right. You know, and I'm <laughs> slapping the mat, you know, right. and my, sure. my sure. jujitsu instructor is just looking at me. He just laughing. He goes, you just hate losing. And it shows you got to have a poker face, whether you win, whether you lose, whether you tie, it's all the same face. And I've said, I've been preaching that. I told them all the time. I said, Sergio, I've been preaching that to my kids since right. day one. I guess I need to follow the same direction when I'm losing. Right. Cause so uh, it, even at my age, I'm nowhere near uh, the perfection it is. So the, my, the mat reveals my character quite often sometimes too. So Listen, Ohana's mom asked this question, so I know what she's getting at here. She goes, Robert, did you double up on classes doing karate and TKD at the same time? If so, how did that balance work for you? If not, did you incorporate the two when it comes to training? So I think, Robbie, so you, Robbie, you didn't train with me and and another martial arts. You you had to 
duck out and go find another martial arts. And there was no Tong Sudo to be found. No, there was no Tong Sudo. And, 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 and I love Jason Flame. I mean, we're extremely close. I think he was the closest school. And the way my family was is, and I'm I'm like this today. I'm a loyal person. And you have to do something crazy to, 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 to bounce me off, right? Jason Flame was the closest Tong Sudo school. And we couldn't and wouldn't train with him because we uh it wasn't you i think the only thing we did do um was maybe uh go with frankie airs for uh-huh. about a week or two weeks uh because we knew airs we talked to you i think we, we got your approval on that he was a student under you I, again I, i'm trying to think of jason flame's lineage i think he was more dennis Ejikawa than he was you no he no frankie airs is one of my black belts yeah he, he, yeah, he was yeah he yeah, I mean, he may have tested at Mr. Chikawa's studio, but he's been with me since day one. And I remember yes. he opened up in Simi Valley or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, or Thousand Oaks. He opened up in Thousand Oaks. That's that. that in that's that correct. little shopping yes, center. Yes. And I remember and we tried that, too. Uh, you know, we talked about Jay, too. You know what I mean? I uh, it's just super hard, right? It's super hard to go to a different instructor. There is just no getting around that. It'd be like me right now for me to go get another coach in Brazilian jiu-jitsu after, after Sergio, it's right. going to be a rough thing. It's going to be hard. Right. Yeah, exactly. But there was, yeah, never a time where, um, you know, especially as a kid that I went to two schools again, when I was with Mr. Cox, I literally almost lived at the studio. My dad was teaching morning classes, uh, on Saturdays. Now, you know, we had the key was, we were entrusted by him. And so I, I literally got an award. It was funny. You're like, I never made an award like this. I still have it somewhere. But I made, gosh, I was there, like like you said, three, four classes a day, Monday through Friday, including Saturdays. Yes. I lived at the studio, and I would eat. I would go to the little Chinese food place. That's right. A dollar white rice and, like, get 10 soy sauces and eat that. <laughs> and I was going to go. I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, I think what – so what she's talking about, yeah. I think, here is uh, Ohanis, you know, uh, his dad takes some Taekwondo, and they're in – in Chatsworth. And so she was, you know, they were doing, uh, at my school and that school, you know, that's a really, that, that, you know, I I've always encouraged, I think you should just do one or the other because it's hard to do now looking at. Yeah. Now I saw Uh the, uh, the comment again Yeah, for a, for a child. And this is what, what I, what I tell my students, that is very difficult because Tong Shido has an American Tong Shido forms. I almost a hundred percent certain Ohana's has, Taekwondo forms. Yes, and, correct. And, and I'm just talking about forms. Let's not even talk about terminology, technique. And I know it, it's a Korean martial art both ways, but they are actually pretty different, especially if Ohanis is training more of a, an Olympic Taekwondo style than Mr. Cox's style. Yeah, he is learning two ways, but it, it, I would say I would recommend him sticking with one right. until second or third degree black belt. Um, honestly, I mean, they're not even first degree, right? Because, you know, I, I think second degree, third degree, you're starting to really now master your basics. And, and that, that's what actually what a master is, in my opinion, someone who masters their basics. A black belt is someone who understands their basics. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. That's good, know, Robbie. It's starting to sound like me a little bit now. You know, and, um, it, yeah, it, you know, again, everyone's a little different, but you know, it, it, it's not like he's playing basketball. And again, my 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 own opinion, uh, Miss M- Montgomery. So I, no disrespect on my end, but yeah, I, I would make sure that, you know, I don't know. I think 
stay with one, just like what Mr. Cox says, get to know that very well, fine tune it. Okay, great. He's up to par. And then maybe try, you know, maybe jujitsu or something similar. Uh, it, yeah. So uh, hopefully that answers your question. I know I might seem a little. Yeah, I think, well, I think what she's asking is if, if, if yeah. you're training now with me and then you, do, you went to Taekwondo. Now, listen, you were always a kicker anyway, even in my school. So right, do right. I think, and right. I think that's the beauty of, if you're going to mm -hmm. cross train in martial arts, yeah. cross training, doing Taekwondo and doing Krav Maga is a good mix. Correct. Doing Taekwondo and doing grappling. That's a good mix. Trying to do two traditional styles together. I think that is a, you know, you're like, what form is this? And my stance has to be different. My chops yes. have to be different. Right. Um, but when the, when the similarities of everything that comes down, right there, there's strengths in everything that we do. Right. So the, if the kicking is, and I see, I see you use them both now today, you, you, your, sure. your traditional background from now it was Taekwondo. And then you did get a black belt from me, but yes, it took sir. you how many years, right? It took me a lot. And, um, you know, I, I know I'm a, a first degree black belt in, in Krav Maga under you, which I, you know, I, 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 I did shed a little tear that day, but the day I earned my Tongsudo, my American Tongsudo black belt under you, I think yeah. it was 19, oh no, 2019, excuse me. That day hit home super hard because ugh, here I am, I'm mining and start crying. <laughs> you know how many times I went to a white belt in so many schools and how many cruddy uh, students I would see with black belts, nine-year-olds, five-year-olds hitting each other with black belts. And, you know, year by year, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, would bounce around and it's like, man, what, uh, this is why I, 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 I don't have one student who is ten, under 10 years old to be a, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm a little different to be a black belt. You know, I, I think a black belt is also a type of mindset. And, and so when I earned my black belt, it was a, I never gave up kind of like what we, we, we've been talking about almost all along mm -hmm. this podcast. I went back. I learned the American Tongshido forms. Trust me, and, and, and you know, I, I I know I have more on my mind because I'm always asking what what's next. And right now, I know I have a lot going on. But now I'm thinking, man, masters in, in American Tongshido, and you know, I, I'm I'm kind of floating by myself in my traditional martial arts right now. So, but uh, you know, even in Krav, and I know I trust, I, I hear it all the time. You know, I, I have a lot going on. Then that, that that's no excuse. And I, I trust me, I, I I'm hard on myself. You know, I'm always looking for what's next. Okay, I'm a black belt in Krav. Now what's next? I can't just just be a black belt floating black belt. I, you know, I I know the day after the um, awards assembly, Jay uh, or Jason Flame was like, "Hey, you going to the test tomorrow?" I'm like, "No, I haven't been training." You know, and I'm, uh -huh. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I've been teaching. I'll I'll, te I'll do a calder at my studio. I'll work out. Maybe do a little bit of weight. But I am not in any way ready to try to test. You know, I, I, I got to make sure I, I have it here. I am being seen. I have face value into, uh, you know, Chatsworth school, you know, um, you know, our, our headquarters school. So, um, but yeah, you know, kind of, I know, I guess I'm bouncing around with black belt, but you can see what, what black belt means to me. And, and, you know, even, uh, master Nathan Carlin, you've said this before. Are you, or were you a black belt or are you a black belt? And, um, you know, and I, I want to make sure that I stay that I am a black belt and I was not, or was a black belt. And yeah, it, you know, it, that's, it, those are hard words, right? Yeah, because very, very we hard. never, Extremely we never, hard. and here's the problem. So here's the thing with it, right? Physical skills are perishable. Okay. Correct. 
the mental skills you get are forever. Amen. Okay. So I say this quite often to black belts that train and then they're, then they're not around anymore. Right. I say this quite often. I said, um, I never say that you weren't a black belt, right? Correct. Uh, I say a lot of times you were a physical black belt. You know what I mean? I think yeah, sometimes, right. I think sometimes students, I think sometimes even in, it doesn't have to be martial arts. It can be anything, but yeah, right. You, you could have been on the top of your game and then you haven't done anything for 10 years. So I, I always refer this to doctors, right? Right. Like, point. Uh, uh, like you have, if you were a brain surgeon and you're on the top of your game and you had a brain surgery that you had to do. Are you going to go to the, the brain surgeon that's on the top of his game or the one that was on top of his game 10 years ago? Which one are we going to, which, who, who are we going to, who are we going to trust? Correct. You, you're right. And you're I always waiter. say that all the time. Right. I said, because those type of skills are perishable. Even if you don't roll for eight, 10 days. Sure. You know, when that's we got, true. we got sick at Christmas time, I wasn't able to get back on the mat for almost uh, 10 days. Yeah. And the first time back, I could only do a couple rounds. And I'm like, yeah. this is some bull. You know what I mean? And right. correct. It is so quickly it is so quickly perishable. You know that it it it's sickening, right? It, it's same with weight loss, same with and it, that's anything, right? You can work your ass off and uh you can all of a sudden balloon up at, at, in 3 weeks. Something you've done for for two years, you've changed yes. your habits. That's I think that's what it is. It's never a disrespect to any of my my students for the goal that you've made to achieve. Correct. I, right. Here's what I here's what I know about being a black belt. It's not can you kick everybody's ass on the mat? Have you learned to overcome the hurdles of being a black belt? You know what I mean. It can you. Can you withstand peer pressure? Right. Correct. Well, you know, listen, Absolutely. Same, even adults, Absolutely. even 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 cat when she's at work, she tells me I, I tell her the sitting, <laughs> the self-control that I would have to have at that setting where she's got she's in a lead position or she's being, you know, and she's a female on top of it. So. You know, she tells me all the time, you know, the, you know, men will try and, you know, intimidate and, and do this stuff. And, you know, that's why she has such a passion for women as it is. Right. And yeah. I tell the women this all the time. Hey, listen, man, men, <laughs> I, I was one of those jerks, man. I didn't take a lot of martial arts from women, you know, now right. I'm going to tell you now, yeah. now as a 60 year old man, I'll, I'll sit and roll up with, with Ashley, Ashley Sage all day long. Correct. You right. You know what I mean? For sure. And, and, and so you know, you have to mature out of things, unfortunately, in, the, in a cancel culture type thing, anything you've done, your past, even me saying what I say, they'll come back and say, oh, you, you know, you yep. fascist pig or whatever. You know, uh, it's never like it, the worst thing about cancel culture is we can't make mistakes anymore. And that's the beauty of martial arts, I think, as a trainer in here, you can make the mistake. OK, because everybody makes them. I don't I don't care what cancel culture wants to do. You're going to look yourself in the mirror and you might want to be uh, attack one person, right? You look in the mirror, you know, you're this doing the same exact shit. Okay. So I don't want right. to even hear it. Okay. Yep. Right. And so that is the, I think that's the beauty of what, what we've learned here in the martial arts. So when you get a black belt from me, it was one of the most, 
I, I tell everybody, your black belt testing day is going to be one of the most memorable things. It's going to be right along with having a child. It's going to be right along with getting married. It, yeah. it, uh, these these are it's a major life lesson because it carries with you because you know the work it took to get it. And not not trying to cut you off, and I, I just said this, gosh, maybe a few weeks ago, is a handful of times I've actually cried. I mean, besides being a little kid and hurting myself, right? Time I got married, okay? When I, as soon as Jenna lifted up her veil, uh, the time I had Skylar and Brittany, and the day I received my American Tongsudo uh, black belt, and when I received my Hupkia, it's something that will never, ever, ever go away. And, mm. you know, it, it was uh, tears of joy. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, absolutely, for sure. I mean, with all the, the trial and error, with all the failure, with all the uh, achievements, just like, all, like you said, all the, the hurdles we all have to go through. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that. I think these are lessons, and that's why I think Robbie. One of the one of the reasons I had you on because you have you do have a passion, and I know that you have a special heart for me. You know what I mean? And it, right. that wasn't what I didn't want to just hear the 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 Mark Cox story today. Uh, I wanted to hear the the Robbie Edelman story on the lessons that maybe I was a part of in your life that you now are giving other people. And you seem to do really, really, really well in that. And, um, Thank you. you know, and I see the passion you have for your students. I know that you're a lot. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel because I've coached my son in the ring. I can't even do that because I just want to kill everybody in the room. You know what I mean? I, that I remember was, uh, you. Yeah, I, I, I saw some clips of that. And that would I'm be just, very hard for that. Me that was together. super hard for me. And yeah. um competition for me was a lonely business. I didn't really have my instructors there to watch me. I won world championships and sometimes I did it by myself. It was kind of bow and I, you know what I mean? Right. And, right. uh, but I remember my, the competitions were times for me to go up against somebody else because I, I need to test my skill set, Right. Yeah. And I just think that, uh, you have those same, you, you have those same qualities. I don't, I don't quite often, one of my biggest downfalls, guys, you know, you know how I am. I'm a cut up guy, man. If I'm cutting up with you, I really like you. So I must yes. really like you guys. Uh, <laughs> yes. you, you know right. how I am, and, right? And if, if, if you can get mad and angry, <laughs> I, and I and I say this, and you can be like, if you can really chew us out, you care about us. Yes. It's like, I, yeah. And, and I'm not sure if that's great or not great. I, I really don't yeah. know. It's not. It's not the best quality. You, I, I say it quite often. You know, uh, personality like yours. Uh, Carson Fortner, you know, I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And if, if I cannot be a fake person, I just cannot, not saying that you guys are fake. I just, yeah. if I don't dig you, I ain't talking to you, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. And, Correct. and, uh, right. Sure. that's not, I'm not even know if that's a, that's, I would probably say that's not a good trait, you know, in my, in my, in for, to be honest with you, it's something I struggle with all the time, you know, and, um, and believe it or not, I'm a huge <laughs> it's funny as dynamic as I can be on the mat when I teach, because I right. love that. I love it. Right. I have such a passion for it, but I'm kind of an introvert. You put me in the party situation. I'd rather just sit with my peers like like at the uh, at the AKMF. You know, I, I just kind of sat at my table with the who I like. And of course, I like I like hanging around with meat eaters anyway. You know, uh, military dudes and and that, you know, are kind of cutting up and 
but I'll be the quiet one in the group and I'll just enjoy watching them do their thing. Right. This is, this is what I, this is what I am. And so I don't know. It's been good to watch you. And uh, Ohana's mom had to really hear it. it. says, when Ohana started with Michael Martin, Ken, he was only, I remember when Ohana started, man. It was really hard. This kind of stuff was hard for me anyway. And I know you had the same heart. Carson does too. Yeah, uh, sure. I can, you know, seeing the kid in the hospital, man, I'll have a, you know, I'll have a tear come down my eye. I remember playing Santa Claus when you, Ashley Sherman was with me one year. I'll never forget that I was dressed up in Santa Claus in the children's hospital. And this mom asked me, can you hold my baby? Cause she, it's very possible. She's not going to be, this baby's not going to be here anymore. And I, I'd like to have something with the Santa Claus. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And again, you know, you know me, can you imagine me holding this little baby that I'm thinking yeah. is going to, is going to pass away. And we're, and I just, I just can't handle it. Right. Yeah. I, I have a super heart for the, the, those that are disabled and can't, can't uh fend for themselves you know what i mean right so she's talking about this you know he can only be able to do a 15 minute class but he stuck with it and he became this is true about him he became a fearless fighter thanks to all that believed in him and you know and i was all i wasn't like i watched out for him but i was hard on on ohanis right i'm right you need to push it bro and uh uh, right. You know, I think instructors as yourself make more of a difference in kids' life, oh, especially kids great. with disabilities. Yep. Uh, you know, that's a great compliment from her. I, you know, here's the thing we talk, <laughs> I say this all the time, the kids with disabilities. I don't think the kids are the ones that have disabilities. I think we are because every time we, we think that who has a bigger heart than that? This kid, this kid, uh, Ohana said, can hardly breathe sometimes, right? And then I get a, uh, I get a call from mom that, hey, we got to take him to the hospital. He's getting breathing. And uh, I, am I the one with the disability? Am I the one with the heart of a fighter, or, or is he? You know what I mean? Correct. Uh, we go to sure. we, you go to um, uh, Carson School, and you get Austin, right? The one with Down syndrome. Yeah. Right. Is he the one with the disability, or is it me? Right. Right. Because oh, yeah. That kid. Lo- you can, listen, when I'm with Austin, you cannot be in a bad mood with that kid. I don't I don't I just don't I don't care what you do when he's in the room. You are doing nothing but smiling. He's such a better man than me. Right. Yeah. Because he loves everybody. He sees me. The first thing out of his mouth is Master Cox. And he's freaking. Big hug, big hug right? uh, and then he'll take my face and he'll put his head on my head like this. And he goes, I love you, Mr. Cox. And I'm like, "Ugh, right. How can I, you know, I am right so not that type. I, I said, I'm, I'm so, what would it look like if I treated everybody like that? Every, well, everybody think I'd be losing my rocker if I did it, but, oh, yeah, of course. Um, right. but, but yeah, sure. just to know, okay, who has the real disability? Is it me or is it Austin? I like you know that. what I mean? Yeah, for and, sure. And so I see that I see this all the time in these kids. You weren't with me, but when, you know, one, one more story about kids. Cause I know you have a heart form like I do, you know, uh, we did, I'll, I'll never forget this. We went as a group. I don't think you were with me. I, I, it, the, the, the camp was all terminally ill children. No, no. I, I, I think I, Vaguely Did you hear about this? Let me tell you something, vaguely. dude. Uh, yeah. You know, Kathy was with me that day. Michael was with me that day. We gave every kid a yellow belt that day. And to know, bro, okay, man, to know wow. every kid that I taught that day was going to die. 
what I, I have pictures of it, dude. I can hardly look at the pictures because I know every picture there that that kid is not with us anymore. Right. And I, and I, and when you're with them, they're everything's so normal. And I remember calling for several months afterwards, one, especially, I really, I really had a connection with her. And because of how it was, dude, you know, that when she was dying in the hospital, they couldn't give me any information so I can go see her. They, right. And that was so sad for me. It's like just rules, right? You can't, you know, the HIPAA laws and stuff like that. I mean, you, except for today, you know, you can't go anywhere without a vaccine card, but you know, you can't go see a a dying child. Right. Uh, So that, I I don't know. You've had a heart for that too. I've watched it um, uh, on, on what you've done. And I think even Ohanis, I believe I couldn't be at a tournament. I think, uh, I think you were one of them. That yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Actually, out, right? it, it, it was funny. Um, how I re- remember Johannes was, uh, yeah, he, he was far and I was one of the, uh, judges. I think I was the main judge on the floor. Kid was kicking butt. And, um, if, I, by looking at him, right. I didn't know that he had any type of illness. You know, he was, uh, you know, sidekicking people in the the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the ribs or the chest, and um, yeah. he was kicking butt. And you know, I gave him a little high five, and you know, I talked to talked to him and said, "Oh yeah, you're one of Mr. Cox's students." I think I even said, "I've been with Mr. Cox since I was a kid." Um, and there was a tournament with at another school. I don't want to name the name. Yeah, yeah, don't. Where yeah, it was, don't. It, I you you were unable to be there, Mr. Cox. I, that's I, right. I was able to take your spot. Yes. And uh, I remember Johannes had a little issue, and it was. Not, not like a personal, maybe, I don't know, something on the floor. But I stepped in and said, hey, you remember me? I was one of Mr. Co- I'm one of Mr. Cox's students now. And I was with him when I was a kid. And, you know, he, he was a great to work with. I got to know his parents. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, no, very nice people. Yeah. And the funny thing is I never knew about, a you know, a, a type of illness he had until I started, you know, him and his, uh, you know, or me, the mom and the dad. We started following each other on Facebook and I would see these things. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm really proud to see where he's gone. Um, again, you know, starting with a 15 minute class with you. And now, you know, he's able yeah. to, to do all he's good. this. He's, yeah. he's, I don't know. I think That's he's, amazing. he's either has it or he's close to, he's doing some cross training with us in Krav now, but um, okay. I think he's close to or something getting his, uh, uh, so it, it's been, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't remember. I think he, he's, okay. he's close to black belt in Taekwondo or something now. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, that's, you know, that's just, uh, a great story right there. And I think I have a heart for, uh, I know you have a heart for those that are bullied. Um, well, for sure. And stuff like that. Right. Very. Yep. And so, but the, maybe people don't understand too where you kind of have a heart from that too because you have a family member with yep. a little bit of autism, correct? Very, yes, very much and, so. And you know, and it, it it takes you know I'm not sure people really understand even Ashley Sage to the extent of what she has a, a 32 year old sister that is, yeah, um, extreme. You know, her diagnosis is even more extreme. So to know what right. the sacrifice people make for that is something else. And when I go to Carson's and you see, yeah, I see this all the time. I, I get it, it. My heart, man, like, like when people tell me excuses that they can't do things, right. They just shut the frick there up. There you go. Okay. Exactly. When I watch Maddox, 
who couldn't really hardly walk. And then you see Matthew holding him, and he's taking step after step, and he'll crawl all over the place now on the ground and chase you or pull himself up into his wheelchair. I don't know. Is martial arts about punching and kicking or about developing an indomitable spirit, right? The the punching and kicking is an easy gig, right? The indomitable spirit is just something that, you know, what it is. And I think I have such a passion for it. I think I overpassion. That's why I get so frustrated with students of my own. Like, do you understand what this can do for you in your life? Do you understand? You know what I mean? Even in competition, even in when we do school competitions, you know, a lot of parents don't, I've heard it. Well, I don't want it. I don't want it to crush their spirit. You know, if they lose, I hate that. I know. What, what do you, I, I, you know what? I, you should hope they lose. You should right. hope they lose because what Correct. lesson at the dinner table afterwards do you get to teach your kid if they win the big trophy or they yeah. win the thing, right? So you, you win the big trophy, you're at dinner and, and celebrating. You're so good. You're so awesome. You're so duh. You lose, especially if you're supposed to win. What's that? What's that conversation look like? Hey, Amen. Yeah. What lessons did you learn? Hey, son. This is what happened in my life. Okay. I mean, which which conversation is better, man? You know, obviously, right. But, right? you know, it actually, you know, uh, Skyler, and I'm going to use my son. My wife and I just had this conversation with him. Uh, maybe it was about a month ago. You know, he was doing jujitsu at, you know, our school here. And, you know, and for the most part, he's, he's good at it. But there's this one student. He's also, you know, one of my traditional martial arts students. Where you know this this one kid's man or you know handle him. He, he has really good control. He's not hurting him, but you know he's arm barring him. He's getting a you know a, a rear choke on him. And Scotter one day comes home and he's a little bummed. And I'm like, dude, hey, listen, you know I already know he's trying to. He's not just half-assed. I'm like, dude, if all you're doing is winning, you're not in the right place, dude. There's no room for growth. You need to. I mean, you know, if you're losing, now you have time to grow. You know, if you're the best, I mean, honestly, if you are the best of the best of the best of the best, how much growth can you go from there? And I, you know, and I, and I told him that I said, Hey, listen, so when you're with him, learn, he's going to, you're going to be part of him really soon. Martial arts is very passionate, you know, it, it, yeah, it's very close, you know, jujitsu, wrestling, any, any one-on-one contact sport, very intimate. You actually get to know that person a lot better than people think. And, um, you know, it's, yeah. I think your lesson there is so important to your son yeah. because he's one of those natural talented ones, right? Yeah. The natural talented yeah. ones are the ones that have to be schooled a little bit yeah. uh, to, to, to learn. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, my coach uh, Sergio, and then when, I don't know if you go back and listen to Labario's podcast, I don't know if you listen to him and I do our podcast together. It wow. is, okay. it's, it's what, Sergio says something that was very profound, right? And he says it almost all the time. Winning is very special. And you don't do it all the time. You don't win all the time. Winning is a special thing. And if it, if if you get a chance. And then Labario talked about how many people in jiu-jitsu really don't compete. Right. 
You know what I mean? Probably and not that it's a bad thing. He says some no. people that compete, that's how their path is in their jujitsu. Those are, that are just going to train, that's their path in jujitsu, whatever the path looks like. Right. And right. when you look at it, that perspective on those that are at least out doing it or trying it, there's something to be said about the tenacity about that goes with that and the lessons learned there. You're going to get lessons learned the other way too. You're going to get lessons learned on the mat either way. Yep. It's just, it. it's just, um, it's a different type of lesson. Though, that's correct. Sure. And, and, and absolutely and, it is. And I tell, yeah. you know, if there's anything I've learned, it's amazing that I've got a new passion for this martial arts of jujitsu, right? Yes. And listening to, to your coach in the back of the head, even when he's not there, you find yourself, re I find myself repeating him because he is a champion, sure. right? And what he says, and he's like, you know, what he says in, in things and about solving problems, solving the issue, you either going to give up or solve the problem, right? Or solve it, you know, figure a way to solve the, solve the problem. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been good. And I know you have a passion for that. I know that you compete, you're a competitor, so you competed yeah. and, um, uh, we didn't get to compete against each other in board in brick breaking, but oh, if man. you want to still do it. We still can find one where we can go up against each other. Uh, <laughs> the story that never goes away. You are stacking like 16 bricks on fire and <laughs> crushing them. I just wanted to like see you. No, no, no. I know. I guess maybe with that, that phone call as a, as a teenager might have came off like that, but. I never it's thought like a, it's one of those, you know, you know, you know how I am, dude. There's certain I know, I know. things that I have that will That's never funny. go away. That's and great. It, it's funny. It's and, funny and I story. get to and trust me, bro. Yeah. I get the same thing. You go to Ichikawa, you're going to hear every Mark Cox uh, story under the sun on what a jackass he is or was sure. back in the day. Right. Sure. And how I sure. did things. But one thing you'll hear from him, I am loyal to a T you're yeah. the same way. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to still do your, you, you know, you, you didn't get me dude, but you still made a path for yourself using martial arts. And now you're changing lives because of it. Whether you started at, at Chatsworth karate, you're still the man that con continued on and got your black belt, even though you couldn't do it under me. And I know that I know, I know you struggled with it because I got phone calls about it. Right. Yeah. And I kept telling you at that time, Hey man, don't give it up, man. Just go after it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, this has been, uh, gosh, we're, we're an hour and 15 minutes in, oh, so wow. we'll, we'll have to, sure. well, yeah, we'll oh, have to get ready and, and end sure. this. But I think that, you know, you had a story to tell and it, it, it's a good story because you have, uh, you know, your passion for your martial arts and people, anybody that knows, you knows how, how skilled you are. And, uh, you know, but, and, and you have this, you, you know, you've got this personality. It reminds me a lot of Carson, you know, people like to be around you and, 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 uh, you know, sit around and, and be with you. So it's been a pleasure being your instructors, you know, getting your Krav Maga black belt with me. We didn't get into that part of it, but, you know, so people know, you know, you, you took time. We were meeting together. You know, I called you my, my boys, you know, that squad that was meeting every Friday, why you guys don't do it anymore is beyond me, but you know, uh, there's going to be a time I'm not going to be, be around. Be back. I'll be back. No, there's going to be a time that no. Mr. Cox ain't going to be around or you guys are going to shove me into some old folks home in a wheelchair. Uh, and then we're not going to be able to do it. But, um, you know, so you got your, you got your black belt and Krav too. That was an awesome test that day too. It was, it was great. I'm glad you got your, uh, a, a, a dream of getting an American Tonksudo black belt. That was not easy to do learning all those forms and having to do it, but and I you, get, know, I, you, you stuck out Ashley there too. Sage for, uh, 
working with me. She was coming down yep. to Ventura, and we're doing that's you know that's the other thing about her. Again, Miss Ashley, you know, you know, Ashley she Dave, and I told my daughter that that yeah, uh, she's she, just actually yeah. yeah so I told just my daughter animal, how cool man. that 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 chick or girl is. I don't want to call her a chick. But. Yeah, well, we call her a chick. Well, <laughs> we call butt, her a lot. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: we call her a lot of names <laughs> right, over right, here. Right, Some right, we can't say on the podcast, but um. She, yeah, she's she's it, it's just a testament for all you all you young guys that and I believe it's a it's a testament what the martial arts can do and changing changing people's lives and for and sure. uh, you continue your mission, okay? And uh, you know we'll be there to support it as, as you come. We got testing okay. coming up and yep. and uh, we'll we'll support you as you as you continue your endeavor. Sound good? Yes, sir. No, thank you, thank all you right. for uh, for having me on today. I, I had a blast and. Hopefully everyone learned something a little bit about me. Yeah. And um, no, it was a pleasure to, to be here, Mr. Fox. Thank you. All right, everything. sir. Have so, a good day, man. Go do your lesson. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.